You are listening to a Blazing Caribou Studios production. Hey everybody, it's Paul. How you doing? This week we are going to give you an interview that we did with our friend Sherry Thomas on her show, Your Podcast or Mine. We did this interview a few months ago. It was both me and Donna and we had a great old time with our friend Sherry Thomas. So uh, do, you know, enjoy this interview. And in the meantime, you can listen to Donna's podcast, Soapy Madams, where they take a look at uh, soap operas. UK soap operas, United States soap operas, and it's fun and it's funny, and it's Donna and her friend Laura. And I am doing a little national podcast post-month project called Checking In With Chomo, where I tell stories and I answer questions and I listen to voicemails, and you can check that out. It's called Checking In With Chomo, and I will put the links to those podcasts in the show notes. But for right now... Please enjoy our interview with Sherry Thomas on the Your Podcast or Mine show. Welcome to Your Podcast or Mine, where the creative minds behind the mic are interviewed. Now, let's get things started. Here's your host, Sherry. Welcome to my show, Your Podcast or Mine. I'm Sherry. On today's episode, I'm speaking with Paul and hopefully Donna, two of the creative minds behind the podcast Varmints. And yes, we got Donna. So thank you guys so much for calling in today. Thank you. Thanks for having me and us. I'm not sure if, if Donna is connected, but um, we'll, we'll keep going. Hopefully she can, um, she'll be able to talk with us a little bit later. But yeah. I wanted to uh, welcome you to the show again and just uh, give everyone a brief description of what Varmints is about. That's your podcast. Sure. We uh, put out shows every other week. It's a show about animals it's a very lighthearted look at animals. We do talk about uh, their adaptations. We talk about some very interesting things about the animals, but then we also go into pop culture. We talk about how smart we think that animal is. We talk about whether or not we would eat that animal and we just have a lot of fun with it. We try to be, we try to be funny and we try to be educational and entertaining about that. And hopefully we, we succeed. But you do give a disclaimer at the beginning of the show Saying that you are not animal experts, is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Because I think that, well, one, it's true. But the other reason we do that is so that, I don't know, I just think that anybody that calls themselves an expert is going to be boring. <laughs> <I just, laughs> it's one thing if people tell you that you're an expert, but if you're calling yourself an expert, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I tend to just ignore people like that. So right. well, we generally, we genuinely aren't experts. We just geek out about animals and hopefully, you know, people that are listening also are like that and, and, you know, we, they can connect with us and, and relate to us. How did you and Donna meet? Well, I started out with a different co-host 
who was also named Paul, which was kind of fun. Um, and then after a, a few episodes, he had to stop doing the podcast because of life stuff. And I belong to a network called Blazing Caribou Studios. And so I put out a little call to get another another co-host. And uh, Donna was the first one that immediately jumped in and said, I'll do it. And I didn't even know she existed pretty much. You know, I knew she was part of the network, but I didn't know exactly what she did. I'd never heard her voice. And uh, she said, I've been listening to your show. This is, you know, I, I wish I had thought of your pot, you know, your idea first and, and I want to help you. I said, Oh, great. And so we talked on uh, Skype for about an hour and a half and I, and we just clicked and, and she was perfect. And that's who, that's who I went with. And so we've been it doing sounds- this podcast together for over a hundred episodes now. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like the both of you just gel with each other. It's very natural. It's a very natural flow without, you know, meeting in person and then just connecting on, on that level. That's pretty cool. Yeah. We're, we're genuinely friends and I think that helps, that helps our chemistry. You know, we, we do have pretty good chemistry and, and I, you know, we, we do uh, make each other laugh and, it's a lot of fun to do some, it's a lot of fun to do a podcast with somebody that you genuinely enjoy talking to, even when there's not microphones involved, you know? Yes, of course. And and the funny thing is, is that um, you are a beast in Florida and Colorado. So there's a distance between you both as well. Yes, absolutely. The, funny thing is is that I used to have a podcast a music podcast and I'm in Florida and my co-host was from Colorado so oh wow <laughs> that's that's pretty um interesting I I thought that to be quite ironic but um so when did you connect with Blazing Caribou Studios tell me a little bit about them and how that started sure um so I was on Facebook and I wanted somebody to listen to my podcast to give me some, some constructive criticism, some feedback. And I ran across a guy called Sean Burns, who is no longer uh, at the network, but at the time he was, and he really enjoyed the show and he gave me some really, really good advice. And then he offered to bring me to the network, which was great because uh, there's a lot of nice little, uh, nice little perks with being in a network. And so I've been there since 2016. Um, so yeah, it's that's the network I belong to. There's a there's a bunch of on it, and uh, it's been it's been really good. I mean, I I met Donna through it, so that was that was great. If I hadn't have been there, I wouldn't have found Donna, and I probably wouldn't be doing the show, or I'd be doing it by myself, and it would not have improved all that much because uh, between Sean's input and Donna's input. Uh, the show has evolved into something that is something that I didn't, I didn't really have in mind, but it worked out really, really well. So in the beginning, what motivated you to start podcasting? Was that something that you always wanted to do? I began listening to podcasts in 2012, 2013. And the first podcasts I listened to were, were the NPR type shows. And I had always wanted to be in radio. Like since I was a little kid, I wanted to be in radio. And um, 
you know, when I was in my early 20s, I looked into it and people who were already in radio kind of waved me off and said, no, go get a real job. So I did. <laughs> and uh, so I, I did, I did exactly that. And um, so in 2012, 2013, I'm listening to these podcasts and I'm going, well, I really like to do that, but I need a journalism degree. I need to be at NPR. I need a professional studio. You know, I need all the things and I probably never, I'll probably never be able to do it. And I was listening to a guy called Scott Johnson who makes several podcasts literally out of his basement in Utah. And he just does quality shows. They're funny and informative. And as soon as I found out that he was making all of everything he does at home and he still does, then, then it became like, Oh, okay, this is something that I can do. What am I going to talk about? Because my other interests are video games. I like watching movies from time to time. They're all, the things that I'm interested in are all genres that are very, very, very well overrepresented in podcasting. Like, does podcasting need another video game podcast? Probably not. So I wasn't, I didn't want to do that. And uh, so one day I, I used to work outside and I, I was running across all these little animals in the job I was doing. And I thought, well, maybe there's a podcast about animals that is kind of like the other podcasts I'm listening to. And maybe I'll find something that is kind of funny and entertaining about animals, like something like how stuff works or something like Sawbones. I don't know if you're familiar with those podcasts, but I wanted to do something. I wanted to hear something like that and I couldn't find it. And so that was, you know, I, I looked and looked and looked on iTunes and different podcasting places and nobody was doing the podcast that I wanted to hear. So it was one of those rare moments where I came up with an idea that nobody else had done yet. And so I just Hello? jumped on that. Oh, hey, Donna. Hi. Hey, I, Donna. Called in, I called in on the phone line because I couldn't hear anything on the other deal. Well, we have so, you, so that's all that matters. So welcome. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so I was so, just telling Terry about. You were... I just couldn't connect. So Paul was telling me about how um, he got involved with creating a show about animals. So Ah, okay. Hello. Yeah, and yeah, you jumped <laughs> in when I was telling her that I had stumbled across this idea of making a, a podcast about animals. So right. I, I, I had my computer, I borrowed my daughter's gaming mic, and I just started making the podcast. I had a little bit of experience editing audio um, and video too, uh, with making like little YouTube videos and stuff. And so I just jumped into it. I started doing it. I took a little bit of time to make a, a very poor logo in MS Paint. I started getting like kind of a rough outline together of how I wanted the show to go. And I just did it. Great. Uh, so Donna, what motivated you to start podcasting? I just wanted to do a radio show. I'd been wanting, I'd wanted to do a radio show for a really long time. And I start, started doing podcasting, tinkering around with it in 2008 or so. And with a show called Tyrannosaurus Regina, which didn't work out. And then tried to get on some other things. And I just sort of was sort of scouting around for a project to be a part of for years and years. And finally, Paul decided to do his show. 
So that's amazing. I was telling him earlier that you uh, both have a, a great flow and a good chemistry with each other, and it really shows in in all the episodes that you do. And and Paul and Donna, and no, I want you. to stress this to you both. I was a radio television major, and what you did with uh, getting a job outside of radio was probably the best advice that you got from <laughs> being in, <laughs> yeah. in radio. Because I'll tell you what, I, I did that for a while. However, the monetary, you know, enable to put a, you know, a lean cuisine on your table, you need a little bit more than, than that. So, <laughs> yeah, at the time I was really looking to make a career in radio. That was about mm-hmm. the time that um, CD uh, writers were available for computers. And I had one and I was like downloading music off a of Napster and then making mm-hmm. my own CDs from that. Mm-hmm. And that was what pe- people were saying. This is the beginning of the end because people are able to do that. Radio is just going to go down the toilet. So don't even bother getting in, into terrestrial radio. Like, just stay away from it. And I think they wound up being right. Well, satellite radio hasn't gone anywhere. but Yes, and satellite is, is a major role player in that. But also there's iHeartRadio, which is keeping a lot of the, the radio stations afloat. Uh, so there mm-hmm. there is call for it. However, you need to be established within the radio community, or yeah. you need to know someone very very well. <laughs> yeah, and so. I was definitely not that. I was just a chucklehead in my living room with a, you know, with Napster. So as far as the episodes that you've done, you've you've done. A hundred plus. What ones have been your favorites so far? I'll start with you, Donna. Oh, I don't know. That's always a hard question because we always like the episodes so much. It depends on which one was the funnest and which one was the where you learned the most, you know? Like, I think the one mm-hmm. where we learned the most was actually the mosquito episode where it kind of made us both feel uh feel our 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 human centric point of view really really sharply and like oh these guys are actually you know kind of useful so um so that was one and then the hippo show was hilarious so yeah i don't know what do you think paul um yeah i think the ones that we've learned the most from are the ones that are most rewarding for me and the ones that i've enjoyed the most the ones that stick out are the mosquitoes episode was super fun and rewarding to do. Uh, we did an episode about opossums, which was really well received, and I super enjoyed doing that one. Oh, that was um, fun, yeah. Yeah, and sometimes we do really gross animals. Like people have very strong opinions about cockroaches, and we do we did an episode about cockroaches, and I didn't think anybody would like it, and people really liked it. We just thought, yeah, they people aren't going to listen show. to this one. But yeah, they loved it. And, uh, Komodo you know, dragons, any... so gross, and people just loved it. Yeah, same <laughs> thing. So whenever we can kind of like turn people's opinion around on a on an animal, and turn our own opinion around on an animal, um, that's really rewarding. Uh, tarantulas was another one we did with a with a really good guest host who owned several tarantulas, and uh, I particularly like that one too because, like I said, I learned a lot and it kind of turned my opinion around on them. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess that's kind of like asking an actor which movie is their favorite because it's like, well, you know, which which one do I get this type of reward from? You know, was it sure. critically acclaimed or was it because I got along with the cast so well, kind of in that vein? But I always have to ask because that might open up the you know, minds of someone else that say, oh, I didn't really want to listen about cockroaches, but maybe I will now because I'll be able to learn something about them. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, mean, uh, I get very defensive for all the animals and try to try to look at things from their viewpoint. And so, and that's hard with some animals. I try, try really hard to do that. And it's hard sometimes. So, but it's nice when you can do it. Like, okay, the mosquitoes are cool, fine. They're really interesting. (laughs) And and cockroaches, too. And worms are so gross, but like earthworms, but they're really interesting. (laughs) But they're so useful, too. (laughs) They're really, really interesting and, and cool. So, yeah. So there are other animal podcasts out there. However, you know, as far as like you said that there's a a saturation with uh, the video games and the movies, which I can completely relate with because every time I go on Twitter or Facebook, there are a bajillion of them and you kind of have to find your way through that. But as far as the other animal podcasts, what sets you apart from them? Is there... Is it the rapport that you have, the fun that you have, the the knowledge that you bring, or the knowledge that you learn? Is you know, and you're quote unquote not animal experts. Is that is that what sets you apart? Um, I don't know. I don't really like. There's a lot of other animal podcasts now. Definitely more than when I began my pod, our podcast, and um. I mean, there weren't any when you started it, so. There weren't really any, and now there's a Mm -hmm. handful, and they're all, like, so different. Like, some of them are serious, Mm -hmm. some of them are actual, you know, some of the people are actual experts. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's one that's hosted by two people that work in a zoo that is really funny and has a lot of adult language in it. And they're all, like, there's something out there for everybody, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't really, I don't know, I don't know that it's fair to compare this podcast with with other people's animal podcasts because we're all doing we something. We might be the only one with no qualifications. <laughs> yeah, maybe that. Maybe that. We're the only ones well, that just... come out and say, yeah, that we're not animal experts. I don't know if it, I don't know that there's another podcast that actually just puts it right out front that we have no idea. <laughs> we have the only reason we have any idea what we're talking about is because we bothered to do the research, and mm-hmm. here's what we found. Right. Well, you just did a podcast, an episode on koalas. So, you know, you have a koality podcast and, you know, <laughs> you have all the qualifications. So maybe that's what it is. <laughs> Which I listened to and I enjoyed very much, especially the koala oh. breaking into the car. So that was thank awesome. You. If you Thank haven't you. heard that episode, you need to check it out. That that was the most recent. So what other animals are you going to be featuring on uh, future episodes? Do you have a an outline of, of what's coming up? 
Um, we generally sit down about once every couple of months and we'll figure out, of, you know, what we're going to talk about for the next few episodes. And we haven't done that yet. So um, <laughs> Donna was Donna was recently gone. Um, and yeah. so just for a couple episodes. So I have a I have two episodes that I recorded, uh, one with my daughter and one with a good friend. Um, so, yeah, we're going to talk about wombats with my daughter. And then my friend Chris is going to join me and talk about condors. And then after that, we got to, me and Donna just have to sit down and figure out what animals we're going to do next. Okay. Have you done cheetahs yet? Uh, Yeah. Donna did cheetahs with, yeah, our, our friend Josh, when I took a little bit of of a break last year. Oh, okay. And do you take suggestions from audience members as far as what animal they would like to listen to about? Yeah, we sure do. We might not be able to produce it right away. We add it to a list and we put the listener's name next to it so that when we're ready to do that one, we we can say to them, hey, we're doing your show now. So. but yeah, we do. So, as, so, do you two have varmints of your own? And if so, what are they? <laughs> I have yeah. the most varmints, I, so I should let Paul go first. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, I have a dog. She's a rescue, and her name is Nisha, and she Nisha. is part black lab, part something else. I don't I have no idea. And we Beauty have a snake. Pie. Co- she is. She's she's my girl. And I have a snake. Uh, he is an albino corn snake, and his name is Bub. Yes. It's Bub. Donna? I have I have a um I have a Chihuahua and Boston Terrier mix called Odysseus, and I have a Chihuahua called Hector, and uh, two cats called. Malfurion Stormrage and Valera Sanguinar, named after World of Warcraft characters. <laughs> they are my they're, they're all in the room with me right now. <laughs> I was going to say, do they podcast with you? <laughs> they do. You could probably hear Valera munching on some food back here. She was she was eating her lunch, so <laughs> Yeah. If you listen if you listen close to a podcast, you'll you'll occasionally hear one of Donna's dog's uh, collars jingling. And yeah. I don't edit that oh, out on okay. purpose. I just leave that in there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Or yes, I have hear two a cat mention on they... food. <laughs> and I have two cats, Boomer and Cassie, and they podcast with Aww. me also. Oh, <laughs> Boomer. <laughs> they sleep at the I bottom. I knew a cat of... called Boomer. Oh, <laughs> yes, they're both rescues. I always rescue. They, so they sleep at the bottom of what? I sorry. I'm, oh, I have a hard time at, telling at who's of, talking. Oh, at the bottom of my feet, they. Oh. They sit. Oh, so. so cute. I I yes. used to cat sit for a cat who was a deaf, um, completely deaf, fluffy Persian cat who was like 25 pounds, and uh, he wasn't fat. He was just like this giant fluffy deaf cat and his name was boomer and he was the best cat ever <laughs> and i cat i cat sat for him when i was a teenager um Aww. he was the best 
Couldn't hear a thing, <laughs> but he was so cute. <laughs> so what type of equipment um, do you use to record or edit, if you'd like to share it with a? Oh, um, wow, that's a new question. Hmm. Um, I have a, a mixer, and my microphone goes into a mixer, and I have a little soundboard that goes into the mixer so that I can play clips, and the, and we can, like, react to them in real time, which is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have a microphone, which is a model that I do not remember what it is. I have to look at it. It's an AT2035. And then I use Audacity to edit the show. Mm-hmm. Donna? I use a Blue Yeti, and I use, to edit the show, I use two things. Uh, I don't do the editing. I edit my own my other show, but sometimes I help Paul with editing, but not very much. Uh, but when I do, I use Audacity for just making it uh, making it sound nice, and then uh, our door is what I'm using now for arranging the tracks and, and fluff, fluffing it out and making it pretty, so. Mm-hmm. And Which is uh, you open source. I it's really cool. So, do you use uh, Patreon or any other crowdfunding to help uh, support the show? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I started going yeah. adver- I, I started going after after advertising not long ago, and it was hard finding. It, one, it was hard finding people that wanted to advertise, and also it was hard finding appropriate things to advertise on a show about animals. Like, it's kind of awkward to go from talking about animals to just, hey, here's a mattress, or hey, mm-hmm. here's a, uh, you know, <laughs> here's whatever. It has nothing to do with animals. So we just decided pretty recently that we were just going to be a listener-supported show. So we just do Patreon. And you, uh, yeah, well, yes, it certainly helps. Do you, um, I noticed that you also use Teespring for like some gear that people could buy? Is that right? Keep yes. public is what we use. Oh, oh yeah, public? keep okay. public. Yeah, I wanted to get it right, that's why I asked, but that yeah, certainly no helped. That certainly helps out a little bit too, I guess, as far as keeping the show funded and keep listener engagement. I think going. Paul knows more about that than I do. I'm not really sure about the details of of how much our merchandise actually does for our show, but I mean, we'd have it available. <laughs> Honestly, no I know as what, much as you so. do. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. there. I mean, we would always have it. It. It's it there. wouldn't matter. It doesn't cost us anything to to have it, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Oh well, that, that's so, But helpful. I don't know. That's I helpful. don't know. I don't know how helpful it is as far as keeping the lights on. I think the Patreon's probably better for that than the merchandising. But I'm just guessing. <laughs> yeah. No, I think you're right. <clears throat> We're not really in charge of that area, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. But, I mean, it certainly helps a little bit to, to get help, outside help. And I would imagine cool if, if you're doing someone. a podcast, you really want to have merchandise. So I don't know what, why you wouldn't do it. You know what I mean? Like, it's not it's not hard. So. 
Yeah. It would be a good and idea for anybody to do it, I think. It's probably cool to see someone wearing a varmint's T-shirt or, or a, you know, holding a varmint's mug or something like that, you know. Yeah, that is really cool. That's fun. So I like that a lot. Um, I noticed also that you have a group on Facebook. Um, how did that get started and what is the networking like on there? Does Is that helpful for you uh, both to get the word out? Um, our Facebook group, our discussion group, is filled with people that have already listened to the show, which I try, I try to keep it that way. I don't want just randos coming in or, or people that <laughs> – Right. People that are like other podcasters, but haven't heard my show, I don't, I don't accept those people into the group. So they're all just they're all, they're already fans of the show, and it's just a nice place to go on Facebook where we all share little animal pictures and memes and videos and stuff, and occasionally we'll give them little updates about the show, or people will chime in what they thought about the show once in a while. Um, yeah, it's it's just yeah, a nice it's little... mostly a fan community. It's just. Like Paul said, it's just there for it's there so that we can enjoy talking with other animal nerds about animals, really. I mean wouldn't you say yeah. Paul? I would say that, yeah. And and because it's such a nice place to hang out for the fans, they do tell other people about the podcast, which is mm-hmm. word of mouth is you can't even you can't pay for that. So it's that has because of the discussion group, people have told their friends about the podcast and, and they've listened and then they joined the group too. And that's been really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I recently joined myself and I really like the dialogue amongst everyone in the group. It's very friendly. There's no hate speech or no spamming or, no, you know, nothing of that nature, which is very refreshing. <laughs> We're really if, if, very about people being respectful of each other's space and to be a place for people to talk about animals and have a good time doing that and indulge in that hobby so that whatever it else it is that is dividing us, I'd like to think that we hope we can go, ah, well, we all love animals. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I was going to mention that too, that you keep the political... Uh, views out of it, which is very refreshing too, to to see online. <laughs> because it's, I just it's feel like people divisive. need a break from that right now because everybody's so worn out. You know, I think it's yes. just nice to come and talk about animals and and just forget about everything for a little while. Yeah, and just, I mean, there's. Oh, go ahead. You could no, that's fine. You could go literally anywhere and argue about politics, and exactly. You know, but I started, I wanted to make a podcast in 2013. I didn't make a podcast until 2016. So I had a lot of time to sit there and think about what I wanted to do and what I wanted to put out in the world. And the one thing, no matter what I talked about, the one thing I wanted to put out, it had to be family friendly and completely neutral, like no politics, no religion, just family friendly, fun, light hearted stuff. It just had to be about animals because... That's, you know, I, I kind of feel like it's a place where you can indulge the person that you were when you were a kid watching um, Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom, if you're a Polonized age, uh, or some other animal oh, show I if remember. You're younger than us, or a National Geographic show. I just feel like it's, our, the discussion board is full of people who, if you go, 
da 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 <laughs> they know what that song is and they are happy to be there for that reason. You know what I mean? So they're yeah. all a bunch of animal nuts and that's what makes it. Yes, yeah, so really if I want to teach out about a kinkajou, I know of a place where that's I can right. go. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't know about you, but if if you get too enthusiastic about science topics, I, I think this is sad. Um, sometimes people get really bored with that and they start rolling their eyes at you and stuff. And I love it when we can just go to Varman's discussion group and go, ah, this is this weird way that this animal does this thing. Isn't that weird? And everybody goes, that's amazing. And nobody rolls their eyes. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> that is the best. So as far as the best part about podcasting, what would you say that it would be, Paul? The best part about podcasting is probably with our podcast in particular, it's what the most rewarding thing is when somebody says, Hey, our kid listened to the, to an episode of your show and then they wouldn't stop talking about opossums to their teacher the next day. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Um, And just scratching the itch that I've had since I wanted to be in radio is a lot of fun. Like just in general podcasting, when I get to do other people's shows or when I get to do my show, you know, making, making sound and making noise and having other people hearing it, no matter what I'm doing is super fun. Yeah. I feel like it's a space where I feel like it's a space where grownups, I mean, I'm always thrilled that uh, when kids listen to our show and they're happy about it, that makes me happy, but we're not a kid's show. We're, we're not really a, a, we're a family show more than anything, I guess. But uh, what I like is when I hear adults get enthusiastic about stuff because I just feel like there's a lot of pressure in our society for adults to stop learning, um, stop being creative, stop thinking. And because you have to pay your mortgage and you have to take care of your children, you have all these responsibilities and who you are inside sort of gets overshadowed by a lot of that. And I think when you're allowed to enthuse about something and be creative about it, it it can sort of keep that part of your mind alive and keep that part of who you are alive, separate from your children, separate from your responsibilities. Who are you? It's a thing that podcasting can reveal, and I think it's I, for that reason I really, really like it. Um, but I, I especially like it when adults are taken out of their everyday and drawn into this world about animals so that they can – start thinking and learning and they feel great about themselves. I feel like that's an extra thing that I think is amazing. And can have a little fun. Remember that word, fun? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fun, remember fun? (laughs) Sometimes it's hard to remember, but it shows like this. I think it light a fire in in people's minds and their hearts. Like, you know, even some shows that are out now that take place in in like a zoo or an aquarium or something like that, I turn into a little kid again. And just yeah. like you said, like Mutual of Omaha, I used to watch that show religiously along with Sonny and Cher and <laughs> all yeah. that. And now we're going to watch Marlon rescue or wrestle the anaconda into the boat. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> And all of those, uh, well, there was that, and then there was all the, uh, oh, I can't remember. You remember um, the guy who wrote Jaws, Peter Benchley? He was involved Peter in Benchley. so many. 
so many nature yeah. shows in the seventies and eighties and stuff. Yeah. And, and then you would watch yeah. Johnny Carson and like Jack Hanna would show up with a couple of animals and show them on Johnny Carson or, you know, they, yeah, all yeah, the talk exactly. shows had their animal person come on. Yeah. 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 Okay. So Definitely. here comes the, here comes the downer question. Okay. What's the worst part about podcasting myself? I could say only being like a newbie show and I'm in the third episode. I could say that editing is probably the worst part about podcasting. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Um, I think Paul really likes editing. I find it tedious sometimes. I I I I don't know if it's the worst thing, but I I do agree with you. I find it a little tedious. I think Paul I loves actually, it though. You like I, editing? I love editing. Yeah, yeah, I love editing. That's my that's my opportunity to make the show sound the way I think it should sound, and then I get to <laughs> play around with sound and like insert little sounds here and there, and that's fun to me. Yeah. Well, I. I- I think it's a love-hate relationship because I like it, but I hate it. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I, I like how it sounds at the end when it works, but I the part of getting there, I'm never, I'm, I'm never too. I think it takes too long and it drives me crazy. So <laughs> I would rather be I, able to have somebody else do the the stuff that I do on my other show, but uh, unfortunately, that's just not going to work. So. Has to be me. I think I had, I think I had PTSD in college when I was a radio television major, and we had to do a video, and two I had three takes, and two of the audio dropped out of two of my takes, so I only had one take with audio, and I had oh, to no. slice the. So I think I have trauma from that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. dear. Well, I, I, I went to a school to become a sound engineer when I was a kid because I was in a I was in a rock band and my I was like going to be a big star and all that kind of stuff. And like uh, oh, cool, when I was really? a youngster, yeah, yeah, and it didn't work out. But um, this is at that time we and I didn't get to go to school, but that's a whole other story. Um, we but we were working with um, eight track mixers and stuff. Uh, and tape, you know, like we had a reel-to-reel uh, recording and system, and this was when it was all non-computerized and stuff. And so, um, I don't know if my attitude about mixing just comes from like I realize it's all much easier now. I get it that it's not the same thing, but it's. I think I just kind of got like, uh, I don't want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so yes, I do know. <laughs> yeah, because I did, I did work with. Real I don't normally, real. right? I don't normally mention that, but because of your background, I thought you might just find that a little funny. Because you know, it is sort of. I mean, it's much easier now, but it's still sort of. It's odd how how grindy it can still be, you know. Mhm. Oh well, yeah. uh, of course, when you're involved with with a certain way of doing it, technology continually improves and improves and improves and, and you have to kind of play catch up with it sometimes. And I think it's cool. Don't get me wrong. However, it can be frustrating at times too, to, to get your wits together and be like, okay, you know, I have to go into this mindset because of technology 
back in the mm-hmm. olden days, you know, when I was a DJ, I would have to, you know, put the record, you know, the the needle on the record and spin it backwards to find the the right track or play a reel to reel tape and you know, so I come from the ancient times if if people are listening, yes, I know. <laughs> yeah, you guys are I'm old. old. <laughs> yeah, you're you're younger than me, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But uh you know, I'm old, so what? But <laughs> I'm young at heart. I'm happy but... about being old. I think it's great because we got to do both, you know? Like if yeah. if anybody ever had to go back to analog for whatever reason, they would find it kind of a grind, I think. And Oh, sure. You know, like it wasn't that it was harder. It wasn't harder. It was just more kind of bulky, you know? Yeah, Exactly. So. Yeah, I mean, I have a friend that's a sound engineer today who worked for Cirque du Soleil for years and years and years and years, and and he doesn't anymore, but he he has said on occasion, like, when you're working around with some of these computerized boards and stuff, sometimes you just kind of wish you could go back to the old days and just flip a switch, because it (laughs) sometimes it's just easier, but, uh, yeah, and I know that sounds counterproductive, but, or counterintuitive, but, um, you know, (laughs) Sometimes stuff is easier if all you have to do is flip a switch. So. Yep. Right. <laughs> so, Whatever. I, That's not interesting to anybody but me and 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 you. So <laughs> I'll shut up about it now. But. So. Uh, I didn't do a lot of hand mixing, but a, but a little bit, but a, but you know what I mean. So. Mm-hmm. So when yeah. does your next episode drop? Or. Oh, tomorrow, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Either either tomorrow or Thursday. And Probably Thursday. How can, pe- mm-hmm. how can people listen to your podcast? Wherever you get podcasts, we're there. You just type in Varmints, and that, so far we're the only podcast called Varmints. Nobody else gets the bright idea to name their podcast Varmints. So we're real easy to find. We are also on uh, Google uh, Play Music. We are on Spotify. We're on all the the streaming things. So yeah, we're, we're there. If you listen to podcasts, you can find us. Mm-hmm. So good. I, and I'm glad. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on um, plagiarism in the, uh, that's been a big news uh, story lately. How, uh, how do you feel about that? I've been out of the loop on this. So what's been going on? Uh, well, I, I've, I've like literally not really been at the computer for uh, for a while, so <laughs> I'm I'm very proud of you. Um, there <laughs> there was a podcast that was recently accused, or, or actually more than one, I think at this point, um, that has been accused of plagiarizing uh, people's work, uh, whether it was written or used in other podcasts. So. <laughs> That has been a the latest scandal. Mm. So, well, I, I'll let Paul know, I, take the helm on that because he knows he's been he's always more better connected than I am. So, yeah. Uh, um, you know, for us, we do a lot of research, and sometimes the research we run across kind of words things in ways that we cannot really improve upon. So we will we will quote here and there from from you know, research uh, materials that we've used. And then we'll, you know, we always give them credit, especially in the show notes. We're like, here, if you want to read the full article, go here. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but so, you know, I don't think that's plagiarism. I think just copying no. something mm-hmm. that, you know, but, but taking information, um, copying something directly from somebody else's work or somebody else's podcast. Um, I think it cheapens what you're doing. And I just don't, I mean, it's something that we, we, we try hard, both me and Donna were, we're, we're artists really at heart. And so we try to respect everybody else's art. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, um, you know, obviously plagiarism is wrong and we try to avoid it as much as possible. And, you know, hopefully, uh, I don't know. That's all I'm going to say about that. Right. We haven't done any plagiarizing ever. So. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about, no, no, I'm, and just, I'm I, just saying, yeah, we've and, been, and we've I been know that you say everything. Uh, I know yeah. that you say everything at, at, you know, on your, uh, website, you know, and in, you know, Twitter posts or, or whatever, but I'm just saying oh, yeah. as, a, as a, as a general rule, like what were your yeah. thoughts about it? You know, like yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm also, you know, I also blog and, mm-hmm. um, recently, um, and it's not plagiarism. However, I mean, and I know that, that you don't have a, a there might not be a podcast called Varmints out there, but there might be a podcast called Critters that might eventually like show up and they might use the same type of format. And that is like, that's like totally like, you know, but to rip on someone else's idea, like I, I use three words for my blog and someone has taken two of the three words and added you know, took two of the three words and added another word at the end. So it's kind of like people may be misled by the, the blog or the content of the blog. So Mm -hmm. like that, that's where I'm coming from on that. And, and, you know, I know that, and I know that there are other. I'm sorry about that. Oh, well, you know, whatever. I, imitation is the greatest form of flattery, right? That's (laughs) true. (laughs) <laughs> so, but you know that I know that there are other podcasts about podcasts, and I know that that my idea isn't the the first idea about it, and I know that they're out there, and I don't want to certainly rip ideas from them either, so that's my disclaimer <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah, and I think that they're all cool, and what they're doing you know like my idea is to promote a podcast and to get the word out. Whereas, you know, other people might not have heard of it. So, right. You know, where, where the, the, the others that are similar in my nature are, uh, you know, along the same lines, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, the more the word gets out there, the more listeners that everyone gets, even the other shows about podcasting. So, um, you know, I I really want to thank the both of you for coming on my show and and for speaking to me about varmints and for um, you know spending part of your afternoon with me. I I really appreciate your time. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having us on. Yep. And uh, before we sign off, is there anything that you would like the listeners to know about? you or your show or any parting words or 
Oh gosh, I guess I guess. Our show is fun. Come and listen. <laughs> yeah, it's come and listen. Check it out, and if you like it, then tell somebody about it, and maybe they'll yeah. listen too. Um, just you know, if you like the show, word of mouth is the best way that our show can grow. And uh, we, yeah, just give it a try. <laughs> if you like animals, give it a try. Yeah, it's really fun. Well, uh, yes, it is very fun. So be sure to listen to Varmints. And again, it's you know a mix of science, education, pop culture, and comedy about all things that creep, crawl, slither, fly, jump, hop, and swim on this planet, wow. one animal at a time. Yes. Are you memorized that? Because I totally haven't memorized it. Even after <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. That's so cool. So thank you for being on your podcast or mine. Oh, thank you. no problem. Thanks for having us on. That was really fun. You've been listening to a Blazing Caribou Studios production.